This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Healing in Hindsight. We're back with part two of the updates that I wanted to share with you guys before we really start to jump in into the deeper content of this season. Um, There'll be one more part after this, part three, um, that, you know, again, I just wanted to kind of bring you guys up to speed with everything that's been going on, some thoughts that I've had, um, and just really trying to set the foundation, if you will, for this season and what you can expect. So I really wanted to take some time to talk about, at least in this round, um, what it's kind of been like and continues to be like navigating the wellness space as a black woman or woman of color. Um, Because I think it's important with everything that's been going on lately to, y'all know I love perspective, so just get some perspective on how things um, can really affect a woman of color trying to really break into this space, this industry, whatever you call it, and how it kind of shapes my direction and my um, thoughts moving forward as I make decisions to continue to build the show and grow my brand and do more for the community. So uh, I hope this is beneficial for you guys. I know that the racial climate in the world right now is really tense, but I think the only, or at least one of the only ways that we'll be able to truly understand and know how to move forward is if we continue to hear from voices that represent that. Now, granted, I do not speak for all black people. I do not speak for all black women or women of color. Um, You know, I am a quarter Asian, so I do have that kind of cultural perspective as as well. So I just wanted to clarify that. But even so, it's still good to hear from all types of voices. Um, And I personally choose to share and educate what I can um, just because the more that we're in conversation about all of these things, the more we can do better. So with that, let's get started and... uh, Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Perfect. what my experience has been like um, as a black woman and trying to break into the wellness space niche genre, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mainly because I think that we're in a place in the world right now where those perspectives are being valued a lot more um, because You know, you would think that the wellness industry, anything in health and wellness, honestly, would be all encompassing. But the truth of the matter is um, that it's not, you know. And so I know it's obvious that the state of the world, at least here in the U.S., is kind of like just absolute chaos. (laughs) But it is a little bit liberating because for the first time, it kind of feels like people of color in general are finally being heard. 
Um, and I mean that in the sense of like, granted, we've been fighting this fight for, well, honestly, since we got here, <laughs> you know, like it, let's, let's not sugarcoat, uh, let's rip the bandaid right off. Like shit has been real since we were opted in to be here, uh, not by choice, right? But the work that's been done in the past 50, 60 years has been truly foundational in uplifting our voices and allowing us to have a seat at the table and have opportunity. But as you have noticed, or if you didn't know, um, those 50, 60 years were just scratching the surface. So it feels like right now we're truly finally being heard. And so even though we're exhausted and impatient and, you know, for a lot of people just flat out angry, um, it's still an opportunity to step up and say, hey, here's my perspective. Um, Now that you're really, truly tuning in, like, here's why this matters. So, you know, as a black woman trying to understand the industry that I'm entering, it, it can be hard to articulate my feelings sometimes. Um, and the reason being is the wellness space on the surface is always meant to be, again, all encompassing, all inclusive. And it's hard to think that the wellness space uh, would be the neutral zone, if you will, for racial tension. But it's no different than any other space that, you know, people of color have tried to step into. Um, to some degree, I had optimistic expectations that at least if there were some biases or, you know, some lack of understanding, it wouldn't be as bad as what's going out in the world today. But, you know, I hate to break somebody's bubble. <laughs> um, and I feel like this is this is kind of old news at this point. Um, but the wellness industry is no different. It, it's really not. Um, and now that I'm really trying to take steps towards doing more for the diabetic community, it's it's even more clear that I need to do this because communities of color lack the most access to information um, from it appearing for us to, you know, not literally have the devices like, you know, uh, proper smartphones, computers, iPads, tablets, whatever. Um, it's it's been even more clear that the systems in place are meant to keep access uh, available only to preferred audiences. So. You know, I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't prevent me from seeking information and sharing. And especially when it's my own experience, you know, that's something that needs to be heard. And the lack of access to communities of color for understanding of what's going on, not only in the world around them, but in them. Um, a lot of people don't know what their bodies are doing for lack of access to healthcare, lack of access to just information in general. Um, it is hitting communities of color the hardest, especially black and Hispanic communities. So, you know, part of me wanting to provide this update is because that's part of this season that I want to bring is, you know, a taste of what I want to build. Um, I want this show to be a resource for all diabetics, whether it's type one or type two. And I'm learning every day that there are different variations of diabetes outside of just what we, you know, state is one or two. And at the end of the day, we all got to keep our A1C in check, right? And so I want to help everyone I can do just that without feeling like they suddenly need to move to a monastery or something in order to enjoy their life and environment. And 
the fact is my life is completely different than my parents. You know, they married young, they had me and my sister. So it makes sense they can only guide me so far. And I'm sharing all this because I really want to ensure that this season has perspectives from all walks of life. It's something that I truly hold myself accountable to. It's something that I think is important no matter where you're from is understanding the minds and ideas of others, whether or not you may agree with those minds and ideas, it's still something that we should do. So as a woman of color, trying to break into the wellness space, it has been very, very obvious for me how difficult it is to find other people of color in that space. Now, I have actively sought more people. I've actively sought, you know, um, spiritual leaders, um, other wellness experts, coaches, um, you know, fitness uh, people as well. Um, but even then, it was still hard to find people who looked like me. And and that's important. You know, familiarity is what we gravitate to in order to feel like we're heading in the right direction of whatever information that we're seeking, right? And so it's especially important that we have representation in the wellness space because marginalized communities are the ones that are suffering the most from lack of that. And so as much as I appreciate a lot of the allies that are found in the wellness space who are, you know, not people of color, um, I think it's even more important that we boost those who are um, because it's difficult. It's difficult to feel like, hey, I want to pursue this new journey and changing my life around and how I, you know, take care of my body and my health. But everybody that I'm looking to is white. And that was me for a minute. You know, a lot of the fad diets and stuff that I did um, when I was trying to prevent my diagnosis, they were from people who were white. They were from, um, you know, millennial to uh, upper middle class white women who already had it figured out, already had the followers, already had all these things. And they weren't even diabetics at that. You know, they were just um, women who wanted to change their health. Right. And although I appreciate the guidance from those influencers and things like that, it was still really hard because, you know, some of the things that were being made, some of the food, some of the ingredients, I'm just like, that's not something that I come across in my day to day. I'm not going to find that when I go home. You know, I'm not going to find that when I go visit my parents or my grandparents or whomever, or honestly, just another black household in general, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to find these things. And when you start to pursue those things, because they're not in those households, it creates even more tension because now you ha- you're having to explain, you know, what this is and where you're getting it from. And if we're just being honest, guys, like growing up with a black family and being taught how to prepare to navigate the white world, <laughs> you know, you come home with something that comes from that world and it's just like, oh, this is some white people shit. Like straight up, that that's that's what you'll be told. Um, in some and many forms of that, <laughs> that's what you hear in the black community sometimes. That's some white people shit. Because it's something that we've never experienced before. It's something that we've never had or had access to. And as comical as it can come across in the moment, you know, there's a a, a moment in time where you're just like, oh my God, I I'm introducing something that is so new. And it's because we've never had access to this that, you know, I, 
I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's just like you have to explain why you should get into it anyways. And so having representation is important because then it shows people, hey, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with, you know, pursuing health. There's nothing wrong with um, trying to do better for yourself and utilize these products or services to do that. In fact, we should all be doing it or at least try or have access to it. And, you know, all of that to say, like, I want to be that representation. I, I want to be able to, you know, provide someone else who um, is in their, you know, their 20s or 30s and has a full time professional career and, you know, likes to socialize and, you know, likes to binge watch Netflix and all these other things and, you know, eat whatever they feel at times, but be able to look up and say, OK, I don't have to settle for, you know, taking pills for my health or you know, having to um, take insulin, but feeling like I can't be a part of things because I'm so ostracized because it's so different. And I don't see anyone else around that looks like me to help me understand this or at least make me feel comfortable doing this. Um, for example, yoga is one of the things that I am really wanting to get into. I told you guys this in the last episode, but I struggled because all I saw were cute skinny white girls who were, you know, beasting on these back bends and these headstands and all these things. And I'm like, I ain't skinny. And even if I was at, you know, my optimal healthiest weight, I don't think I'm, I ever will be. I'm, I don't think I'm meant to be. And that's, you know, a part of representation that really, really plays a pivotal role is, you know, I used to be one of those people that's like, oh my God, I have to have a thigh gap. I don't know how I'm going to get it, (laughs) you know, because these thighs, I don't think I've ever not been separate um, since I was a kid. I don't think I've ever not had my thighs touch. Right. And how do you how do you present a, you know, way of doing fitness to someone who only sees girls with thigh gaps doing them? And I'm I'm just picking on that as one example. Right. And so it wasn't until I started to actively pursue looking for um, women of color who do yoga, who have similar body shapes as me. And that opened up such a new world for me. I'm seeing so many beautiful, you know, colored and curvy women who are kicking ass in yoga and, and doing all of these, what I felt were impossible moves for me, because I'm like, I'm not small enough to do that. You know, um, I I can't possibly imagine, you know, doing that. It's like, even with clothing, like, oh, that's so cute. She can wear a mini skirt. When I put that mini skirt on, my ass is going to get in the way. And it turns into like, is she trying to wear a tube top as a skirt? Like, that's what happens, you know? And so it's, it's frustrating. But to start to see, you know, beautiful women of color doing yoga and they have body types similar to me, and I'm still seeing the beauty and the health benefits that it can provide, not only from a physical sense, but from a spiritual sense, you know, that's motivating. That's so motivating. And now, you know, it's, it's up to those of us who are willing to step up in the wellness space to be that representation. I, you know, want to be able to say that when someone asks me, what did I do for my community? And I want to be able to respond. I spoke up, you know, and I shared my perspective and I shared my experiences because it's important because someone else has a similar life as me. 
and they look like me and they might like the same things as me, you know? So it's, it's really important for representation in that. And the wellness industry, it's not, it's not easy guys. You know, you would expect, you know, the peace, love and woo woo kind of stuff that you, uh, hear about and see to really extend to the behind the scenes grace of that, but it doesn't always, you know, and it's not that, you know, the wellness space isn't changing and adapting. And again, with the, you know, racial climate of the world, um, more and more people are taking notice and more and more people are doing the right thing by sitting back and listening and uplifting voices, you know, in order to do that. So I don't know, guys, it's, it's tough and it's, it's definitely a long road, but I, I I have to say I'm proud that I'm seeing the wellness industry really step up and honor uh, women of color and uplift our voices and being there to say, hey, our perspective is not the only one that matters. Um, everyone's matters. And it is important that we hear from those voices and we see those faces um, because what I might bring might not speak to you. You know, it might speak to someone else. Um, and so it's it's getting better and I've been given opportunity um, with other brands or not brands, but other, uh, influencers, let me say that influencers who are white and deep in the wellness space, who really have taken that to heart and are doing everything within their privilege and power to share those voices. And that's what pushes me. And that's what gives me hope because I'll be honest, guys, you know, I've, I've told y'all, you know, whether over Instagram or even last season, like, I almost gave up on this venture. You know, it was just going to be cool. I've got a domain and a website and an email address that matches it. And that's about it. You know, healing in hindsight wasn't going to go any further because I didn't feel like I should be here. I didn't feel like I could be here. Um, it, it was going to be a huge mountain to climb to not only try to represent um, diabetics in a way, but in a space that's completely whitewashed. And now there's such a shift and such an appreciation of voices of color that it's continued to drive me aside from my own, you know, like, you know, me recognizing, okay, if you don't do this, then who? And even now, guys, like I've seen so many great people just in the diabetic community because you know, back then when I started really giving up on this and Instagram started to pick up and all these things like that, I hadn't checked back in. I didn't search for, you know, a diabetic hashtag or something like that because I was so discouraged when I first sought out, you know, a community of my peers that I just convinced myself it would never be there. And I didn't have the, the space, the time or, you know, even the finances to pursue that, <laughs> you know. So when I started to pick back up on this, and I knew that I wanted to shift this into a podcast, I, you know, told myself, I was like, you know, I need to seek us out. I need to see what the diabetic community um, is. And so I, I, I just really like tried my best to not allow that to discourage me. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that it's 
I don't know. I just have to, um, I have to sit here and say that when I sought the community out, um, when I sought, you know, what was going on, it was exciting to see that we're definitely here. There's large communities of color now, um, especially in the diabetic space. But then there were so many coaches and there were so many um, other people who were providing all of their perspective and health things. And I, I got discouraged for like 2.5 seconds. I really did. Because I was like, oh, well, shit, now I'm here and I'm trying to do this. But there's so many people who are also doing it. So am I, am I in the right place? Like, should I do this again? Because I'm not needed, right? Like nobody really needs us. There's so many amazing people. And this is where I realized how much I've grown because I was like, no, Taylor, that's not it. That's not it. If anything, this is the absolute moment in time where you need to stay in this. You can't push it to the side because you're doing the comparison game of what do you have to offer? What I realized and what I shifted my mindset to is look at how many allies that you have now. Because if I were to just be alone in this, if this was back in 2015 or 2016, honestly, when I started really picking up on this, and let's say I did the, the podcasting thing early on, I'd most likely be literally the only one and the only people I could seek out are like, you know, doctors and other experts, which I want to, to include, but I wouldn't have the many voices and stories of all these other great people that I've connected with to pull in from. And so I've seen a lot of people that I'm starting to connect with. They started back in 2017, 2018, not much further off than when I attempted to start, even now when I kind of like restarted and really pursued it. That just means that there are way more arms to link up with to fight the fight of, hey, Communities of color are getting hit with diabetes so hard right now. I'm in two large Facebook groups um, for diabetics, uh, mainly for type two, um, but one's for just women only. And then the other one's is a mixture. And every day somebody is posting about their new diagnosis, or I'm seeing that they were just diagnosed a couple of months ago. And it's just like, this is kind of doing a snowball effect, which is not necessarily what I want. But imagine how many people out there who are just coming into this and they have no clue and maybe they fall upon the show, you know, and, and maybe they're 25, you know, a woman of color dating and, you know, they have no clue what to do because they don't necessarily want to completely stop their lifestyle in order to accommodate being a diabetic, but they want to get better, right? They don't want to just settle and just pop pills or take insulin all the time, you know, they want to live. So I'm, I'm proud of how much I've grown and being willing to continue per, to pursue this, especially as a woman of color in the wellness space, because more and more people are coming into awareness of what's going on with their bodies. And more and more people are seeking out their peers to just make them feel like they're not alone, guys. This shit is lonely. And the more people that I connect with, the more I'm like, oh, okay, I don't have to freak out. I don't have to bug my mom and dad all the time for how to do this because they can only share so much with me, you know? So perspective matters, representation matters, and, you know, definitely 
if you don't see someone who represents you in something, don't be afraid to step up and be that change for that. Or at least voice that somebody should. You know, you might not be one who wants to be in the spotlight or anything like that, but it it still doesn't mean that you can't utilize your voice to say, hey, you might not say it as plainly as this, but hey, there sure are a lot of white people in this. How do we know that this is actually helping people if there are no representatives in other communities of color? Y'all might want to fix that. <laughs> you know, and we're starting to see that. We're starting to see that so much more of people saying, yeah, so this is great, but how is this serving communities of color? How is this serving low-income communities? How do we ensure that we're able to reach people in the best way possible? And I get it that, you know, some companies, some products, some services are targeted to a very, very, very specific group of people. Um, So I'm not saying that that can't be a thing, but I would say if we're going to target a group of people, you know, if you're wanting to go the marketing sense, it should be based off of how their lifestyle is, you know, not necessarily their income, not necessarily their race, because those things aren't huge determining factors. Race more than income. I understand sometimes you do want to target certain people in certain incomes. That's just not for me. I'll just say that right now. Like, I want to help anyone and everyone who is a millennial who's been diagnosed with diabetes and all they want to do is be able to live and not let their diagnosis get in the way. And the best part of that is that can encompass a range of people. And even if you're not a millennial, you know, I, I don't want to, I only say millennial because that is the, the generation that I'm a part of. And that's the generation that I understand to a degree. Um, but in a sense, I want to ensure that if there is a person of color out there who's just been diagnosed and they have no clue what the hell to do, that they have someone that they can gain perspective from. So short and sweet today. <laughs> I didn't want to do uh, too much. You know, these these updates are really just meant to be a check in and a way for you guys to understand where my mind is at and what I want to do with this platform and I just couldn't get on here and provide an update without really cluing you guys into the industry that I'm trying to be a part of and why it matters so much that we have representation for everybody in it because it's not just politics, it's not just, you know, the government systems, it's not just the laws, it's not just our medical um communities, like it's all genres that require representation in a positive way. We're not just here to entertain, you know? We're not just here to be good at sports. Um, We have other gifts and value to provide, and I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud to be Black, and I'm proud to be Asian as well. And I'm proud to sit here and say, hey, I'm a type 2 diabetic, and I'm doing everything that I can to keep my health on track and still enjoy my life. And I don't give a fuck who tries to stop me. And you shouldn't either. Straight up. (laughs) And hey, wellness industry, you know, I'm calling you out. Not I'm calling you out. I'm calling you in. Because it's still a lot of work to do. It's still a lot of work to do to uplift those voices who have never been heard before. It's still a lot of work to do to check, you know, your biases and really make sure that you're not continuing to add to the problem, but you're 
doing what you can to change it. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, next update, final update is looking towards the future. Um, I've already told you guys, you know, you can definitely expect a new episode every Thursday um, and kind of the cadence that it's going to be in. Um, you know, I really want to talk about the future of the brand, uh, some changes that I'm making, um, potentially shiny updated website. I don't know, maybe. Uh, and some things that I have going on that I really want to bring you guys in on to help me build and create to ensure that it's something that really speaks to you um, and how I really want to take this brand and skyrocket to the moon, guys, because this is something that I truly feel like the world um, needs. And I want you guys to be along for the journey. I don't want this to be a suddenly I'm here and next thing you know, you know, she's blown up and we have no clue what the hell happened in between. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you guys rocking with me on this and stay tuned for more. Uh, again, not going to do anything crazy. No, no structured episode set up just yet. Just me and you sitting here. Uh, well, I guess you're, you're listening and I'm just chatting, but you know, I would hope that it feels like you're kicking it back with a good friend. <laughs> so until next time, I will see you guys and stay healthy out there. And again, thank you to everyone who has continued to support every Instagram like, comment, um, reshare. Um, it, I see it and I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I know it's a slow to grow thing, but every single one of you who has engaged, um, chosen to follow, like it really does mean a lot. So, um, I got more coming, but until then, I'll catch you guys next time.